Hello and welcome back to the Dear Taiwan podcast. My name is Teacher Joseph, and in this episode, we will be continuing our map tour of Taiwan. On the previous episode, we talked about Taoyuan and Shinju on the northern part of the west coast of Taiwan. We will continue southward on the west coast and be talking about Miaoli and Taichung today on the Dear Taiwan podcast. So, starting off with the usual disclaimer, we're still figuring out some of our audio equipment set up here at the Dear Taiwan podcast. So, if you hear some background noise, it could be a malfunction, it could be the thunderstorm outside, or it could be my incredibly loud cat. Now, before we dive into Miaoli County, I quickly want to mention two places that I had forgotten about last podcast. The first of which is called Tsihu. It is the temporary burial site of Chiang Kai-shek, Taiwan's dictator from the 1950s to the 1970s. I say temporary because Chiang Kai-shek passed away thinking that the ROC would still someday retake the mainland. This is in Taoyuan, in Dashi, and it has some more interesting quirks than just the mausoleum. Outside of the mausoleum, where he is indeed buried, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of statues of Chiang Kai-shek returned to this site because, well, they were destined for demolition, and his supporters did not want these statues, which hailed from all across the island, to be disposed of against his honor, what little honor he had towards the end. Um, so there's a statue park of hundreds of hundreds of brightly colored statues which came from school buildings, government buildings, uh, official sites from all across the country that are in questionable condition, some of them, but are taken care of by this temporary burial site of his. And the statue park makes for some interesting photo ops because, well, where often where else do you see just hundreds of of statues of the same person, different positions, painted in bright colors, all across a garden. The second place that I wanted to mention before we move on to Miao Li is actually a mountaintop called Li Dongshan. Li Dongshan literally would translate to Frozen Plum Mountain, and I had forgotten about it only because it actually marks the border of Taoyuan and Shinju. Um, this mountain is significant because a castle was built on the mountain's peak by the Japanese. The Japanese were um, conducting military exercises all throughout this part of the country to try to pacify the aboriginals, pacify being their words, not mine. So to better monitor or to better control the native population, they built this castle fully equipped with cannons and watchtowers at the top of this mountain, about 1,900 meters elevation, so one of the highest mountains in this area before you get to the very high Baiyue Mountains in the country. You can still visit the castle today. Um, a road goes, well, runs alongside the mountain's ridge, and then you can park at a uh, hiker's lodge and then hike about a half an hour up to the actual castle as it remains today. And it is the original castle. And it is the original castle left intact from the Japanese era, built in the 1910s or 1920s. The locals don't want to restore it 
or add any repairs. They would rather let it crumble as it was a bit of a blight on their community and uh, their land. If you visit the area, you can see, of course, the original construction, learn about the history, see the uh, cannon windows. I forget the actual word for the window in the wall that a cannon pokes through and see how it's been kind of taken back by nature and overgrown in the recent past. Um, it's important to learn about the history, but probably a good thing that this site isn't restored. It's left to crumble in its original state, as uh, the site does not belong to the Japanese. It, of course, belongs to the natives. Okay, on to Miaoli County. So if you're leaving Shinju and headed south towards Miaoli, the first part of Miaoli County that you will uh, enter is Junan and Tofan. They're kind of twin cities in one urban area. Um, I really don't know too much about Junan and Tofan, uh, except that for an urban area, it's not too big. It has about maybe 150,000 people. Uh, it's quite industrial. Uh, with a lot of factories that do support the high-tech sector in Shinju. I had a friend who did used to live here, and he did tell me at least once that there were some issues in the recent past with some organized crime in this area. However, organized crime over in Asia is much more behind the scenes and uh, less of a thing to worry about, so I don't know if it's too worth it to keep in mind that there's some organized crime in Junan and Tofen, but... Nevertheless, it was mentioned to me. Um, this is uh, set right along the coast. So if you are anywhere in Junan or Tofen, you will be seeing the coast and seeing some of the windmills, um, renewable energy power generation on the coast. And uh, this actually is the largest urban area in all of Miaoli. Miaoli City, um, more towards the center of the county, is smaller, um, a smaller urban area than Junan and Tofen. But what about the coast, should I mention? Well, Miaoli is different from the rest of the west coast of Taiwan because the coast is actually quite nice. Uh, all along Miaoli County, from Holong to Tongxiao to Yuanli, different townships, the coast is really charming, really lovely. There's a, a train line that runs along the coast. It actually splits off from the main trunk TRA railway, um, which encircles the whole country, to run along the Miaoli coast and reconnects with the main uh, train line in Taichung. Um, and Miaoli is actually quite a hilly county, hilly almost all the way to the coast. So you can uh, drive up to some of these small hills and get a beautiful, gorgeous view of the coast. One of the county's largest temples, Bai Shatun Gongtian Temple, is set in a village right on the coast. Literally, you can walk to the beach 30 seconds away from the temple. Um, and this is kind of that old world, um, sorry, old fashioned lifestyle that tugs at a lot of Taiwanese heartstrings. Um, a lot of narrow winding alleyways in this village, some traditional foods that are made there, and um, a place to visit for a temple celebration. It actually is one of the temples involved with the Mazu pilgrimage, which runs um, from Miaoli and Taichung down to the south parts of Taiwan. We'll talk about the, the Mazu pilgrimage actually a little bit later in the Taichung and in the uh, Jiayi um, segments of this podcast. 
One more place of note along the really beautiful coast of Miaoli is the Tongxiao Shrine. And this was actually built by the Japanese uh, as a Shinto shrine, um, but it was compromised with the KMT to be left intact. When the KMT came from China in the 1940s and 50s, they really tried to sinicize Taiwan, which had been under control by the Japanese for 50 years in total. So this shrine is notable in, well, first in the fact that it's still here and wasn't taken down, but by the fact that at the top center of the roof is a KMT uh, sun symbol to kind of remind the people who uh, in the community of uh, really who's in charge. The last thing I'll say about the town of Tongshao, there was a, there's a monument um, at the highest hill of Tongshao, and it's not very high really by any means, but it, it gets a view over the ocean, um, to some Japanese soldiers who first reported sighting of Russian boats passing through the Taiwan Strait, reported them to their um, superior officers in the Japanese um, Japanese mainland, you know, the main islands of Japan, and then helped Japan at the time prepare to defeat Russia in a naval battle. Um, little piece of history there. So that's the Miaoli coast, actually really beautiful sights. And I should say that the most uh, worthwhile spot to go to to get a good view is called the Holong Cape of Good Hope, which has some old military bunkers, which were likely built by the KMT. Um, and uh, the, the steepness of the slope of this hill gives you a beautiful sweeping view across the coast and the train as it runs below. But Miaoli in general, like I said, it is hilly, and it is also a lot more of a Hakka area, Shinju Miaoli being the Hakka strongholds of Taiwan. Miaoli city itself in the center of the county uh, doesn't really have too many interesting things aside from a pretty decent... Uh, railway museum right nearby the main train station with a lot of really old and uh, in good condition uh, trains from the Qing Dynasty era into the Japanese era and uh, more more recently used trains on display as well. Miaoli also has some more Hakka old towns like Beipu and Hukou and Shinju and of course Dashi and Taoyuan. The first one that comes to mind here is Nanjuang which is actually very, very similar to Beipu in terms of the things that you'll see uh, for sale on some of the markets, some of the stalls on the old street. Um, I would say it has fewer beautiful historic buildings, but it is, it's notable because it is set above a river, and the main old street runs along this very narrow corridor between buildings. Nanjuang also has some really nice waterfalls, namely um, what what I think was called Fairy Valley Waterfall. That's one translation of the area um, further up the mountain from the Nanjuan downtown. And there's some uh, great hiking trails that begin here, but it's a little bit off the beaten beaten path as you got to go back the same way you came. Uh, further places of interest in Miaoli County are uh, Dahu, or Big Lake, as it would literally translate. Dahu is famous all across Taiwan for strawberries. Now, strawberries being a little bit more of a temperate crop like tangerines and shinju um, need special conditions to grow in Taiwan, and they have their strawberry harvest in the winter, in January. Um, Miaoli being some of the, 
I guess you could say that Miaoli is another of the cooler areas in Taiwan, though it's warmer than Shinju. Uh, Dahu was fully equipped with strawberry tourism, with strawberry stores and strawberry statues and strawberry kind of uh, <laughs> gimmicks, if you get my drift. Um, but it, it's a cute town to drive through, and if you really are craving strawberries, well, there you go. Uh, also in Miaoli County, you have San Yi, which is uh, the site of a uh, thriving woodworking industry. San Yi is a town right along the number one highway, and uh, it has a historically developed woodworking industry. And in the wake of the Chinese tourism boom in the Maingzhou administration, this town really kind of had um, some uh, economic revitalization. There's a lot of independent woodworkers and wood carvers that'll carve anything from, you know, ornate Buddhist statues to some of those um, ostentatious giant uh, spherical apples carved out of wood, different kinds of wood. Some of the wood might be illegal from Taiwanese cypress trees. There's a little bit of controversy there, but a lot of the stores really do kind of operate sustainably. And if you're not in the mood for shopping for <laughs> uh, ornate wood carving, there is a museum. And the museum is actually really, really fascinating. There's some beautiful woodworking there. Um, a little bit about the history of woodworking and how the industry had developed. Um, totally worth stopping to uh, stopping there. I've been there a few times. That's the San Yi Wood Sculpture Museum. Really beautiful work there. There's also this uh, <laughs> remains of Longtong Bridge that just became this trendy photo spot in San Yi. It's um, a, a rerouted part of the train line um, routed separately from this location. And the bridge collapsed except for every column of the bridge was still intact. So it looks just kind of like individual columns coming up from the ground with a little bit of a bridge. A truss isn't the word. Um, the bridge joint at the top. So it's like a, a more of a stone column with chunks of brick, whereas every span between the columns has been destroyed. So I guess it looks kind of beautiful, if not a little bit overrated. It is just a destroyed bridge, but still uh, a cool Instagram spot. Um, further afield in Miaoli, you have the westernmost part of Shepa National Park, Shreba National Park. Um, and in the township of Tai'an, you have the Shijian Visitor Center, which is newly, I hesitate to say renovated, but it's newly reopened and refurbished, um, which has some great viewpoints of all of the sweeping um, river valleys of the Shepa National Park, but it doesn't really have too many hiking trails. It was the uh, southern terminus of the former Beikong Japanese forestry um, road and cross mountain trail, which ran from Guanwu in Shinju in the north, or to the north, to Shijian in the uh, west part of Shepa National Park. Um, this trail has since been somewhat washed away, but there are still the remnants of old Japanese police stations there. Um, but the National Park keeps it closed because they don't actively maintain it, and with a lot of landslides and these forestry roads that were not built to withstand typhoons, um, it is a little bit, uh, well, more than a little bit dangerous. It's actually quite dangerous because uh, rangers do not patrol this part of the national park. Um, Tai'an Township 
also has this cute tofu old street called Shishui Kung Tofu Old Street at the entrance of it, which is a nice place to stop for lunch. And there's also a Japanese police officer's hot springs hotel uh, deep up the mountain road in Tai'an Township, Miaoli, which is uh, still open today. You can go there and you can take a hot spring, take an onsen, as they say in, in um, Japanese. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of historic photos there from Japanese police officers up to the KMT, uh, KMT occupation with KMT military officers and police officers as well. Uh, finally, in Miao Li, um, I guess I can say that the, the part of the Shepa National Park that belongs to Miao Li County is some of the most wild and remote. And with the exception of Shuijian Visitor Center, there's really not a lot of access into this part aside from, except from uh, rangers or scientists because there's a lot of conservation in this area and it's not really open to um, tourists or hikers. But that's good because there's a lot of um, unique and distinct nature in Shepa and animal species that are a little bit threatened and need to have a home preserved for them. So that's Miao Li in a nutshell. It's a, it's a very hilly county. Um, it's very Hakka. I should also say that it does vote very KMT, very pro-China. And uh, there's some people will joke that Miao Li County should actually be called Miao Li Country. Not my joke, but I've heard the joke on behalf of or by Taiwanese. Um, so Miao Li has a little bit of an industrial city in the north, and Junan Tofan has some small Hakka towns, and it has a really beautiful coast flanked by some hills, and of course the interior mountainous region of the county as well. And just south of Miao Li, you have Taijung. So directly south of Miaoli County on Taiwan's west coast lies the city of Taichung. Taichung, or literally central Taiwan as the characters translate, is the second largest city in all of Taiwan and only became the second largest city a few years ago. Taichung in the past was characterized by a lot of light industry, contrary to Kaohsiung's heavy industry um, economic characteristic. Taichung has a a large port on the coastline, but the city center itself is actually more set inland, maybe about half an hour to 45 minutes away from the coast. Like Taoyuan in the north, Taichung used to be separately uh, designated, designated <laughs> as uh, the city and the actual county itself, but have since been merged into one. So Taichung City, as it is defined today, um, covers a wide swaths of land, including some towns to the north of the city, as well as a very, very long mountainous interior. Um, we will start right at the northernmost part of Taichung City, just to the south across the border of Miao Li. Now, before you get down into downtown Taichung, you will pass by Dajia District, formerly Dajia Township. Um, Dajia is a town famous for two things. Number one, Taro, and number two, a temple. The temple is, of course, the Dajia Jenlan Temple, which is the starting point of the third largest religious pilgrimage in the entire world, or at least annual religious pilgrimage. Um, 
it is the Mazu pilgrimage which happens every spring. Mazu is a protector god in the traditional Chinese religious belief system. Um, part of that is Taoism. Part of that is a lot of these um, people who have been people through history who have been deified. Mazu was a real person who lived at one time in history. I can't remember exactly what time. Forgive me. In China, she was most likely deaf or uh, or mute. I'm not sure which one. And she had some kind of supernatural effect on the safety of sailors. That's as far as I know of the story. Regardless, Mazu is a deity widely revered across the island, and there's a lot of Mazu temples, especially in the central and the south part of the country. Um, anyway, the Daja Jinlan Temple is the start of the largest pilgrimage where the idols or the statues of the deities, Mazu and others, are carried in these huge processions down the coast to a companion temple. In this case, it's in Yunlin County in Beigang, and then back up to kind of uh, bless the people and provide safety in all the regions that in which Mazu passes through. So that was a lot about Daja. It is a smaller town, but it's very, very, very lively when you go there, if you go there during any of these temple procession times. And it is part of Taichung City proper. Now, let's get into the real downtown parts of Taichung City. So Taichung was developed a little bit later than Taipei or Tainan. And as a result, it has a lot more wide open roads. Some people might, well, I think, and some people might agree that, that there might be a little bit too many of them. Because a lot of these roads, these massive boulevards, seem to radiate um, out from the downtown train station and don't really have a lot of things that give them a lot of character. And parts of the city um, have been developed in kind of a, I guess with a lack of zoning in my opinion. So there is the downtown train station area, kind of the old part of the city. And then it's more so just a lot of sprawl before you get to the new part of the city towards the northwest corner of Taichung downtown, I mean with a lot of national museums and theaters. There's a huge science museum. There's a bunch of new department stores. Um, but Taichung is also a city of parks. There's a huge park nearby the international airport. Um, the airport itself has regional flights across a lot of places in Asia, like Japan or Vietnam. Um, but there's a giant metropolitan park nearby there. And even in the crowded downtown, different from Taipei or Tainan, you have space for parks. There's Taichung City First Park. There's the calligraphy greenway with a lot of statues and homages to Chinese calligraphy. And a third um, longer uh, boulevard park nearby the National uh, Taiwan Fine Arts Museum. Taichung is a growing city with people moving into the city, um, unlike places like Kaohsiung or uh, downtown Taipei, which seem to have uh, issues with population growth. Taichung has a lot of universities and has a unique food culture. Um, with a lot of markets that have been kind of reconverted out of a traditional market to more of like um, eateries or uh, similar to a night market, but it's open all day. Taichung City, of course, has a lot of universities as well, and enough places flanking around the downtown area of interest, most notably Rainbow Village, which um, is a, a beautiful little uh, cluster of houses painted with ornate rainbow art by the original owner. The um, 
person who lived here was a retired soldier who was concerned that his house would be seized by developers as um, there's some ambiguity or uh, rather uh, unclear boundaries whether or not retired soldiers own their houses or the military still does. So there's always a little bit of controversy there with the military or the government seizing land in different parts of the country, a little bit less now than there was in the past. Regardless, Rainbow Village is a beautiful place. You can see these antique Taiwanese houses repainted with all these really uh, colorful designs. Some of them are just abstract art. Some are actually um, paintings of people or things. And buy souvenirs, take photos, and meet the artist himself. Um, on the other side of Taichung City, uh, locals can be found hiking in Dakang, which are these... Um, trails that flank up all these hillsides um, and a lot of the trails are actually elevated log kind of ladders because some of the trails are just so steep however these aren't really mountains as uh, as taiwan is known for they're more so just hills um, but they hiking in dakang really can be a little bit tricky because you're hiking on these log ladders and, and that's the best way i can describe them to the south of Taichung City, you have what is the epicenter of the 921 earthquake, which was this massive earthquake that happened about 15 years ago that really devastated a lot of parts of the country. And um, dozens of people actually passed away due to um, collapsed buildings, etc. The museum is located here because, like I said, it was the epicenter and a school former school right nearby this museum had the running track outside literally split and part of the track was elevated above the ground um if i remember correctly at a, about three meters possibly a little bit less but that just goes to show you how strong mother nature can be and how unpredictable earthquakes can be um and why you know uh, having some knowledge about what to do during an earthquake is, is so is so essential uh, the museum really does a great job telling uh, both the science and the uh, effect on people that this, this particular earthquake had. South of Taichung is Nanto and Zhanghua. We'll talk about those two places in a later episode. But that is Taichung City downtown in a nutshell. Um, I think the only thing I didn't I didn't mention yet is that there is a new MRT. It's only one line open that kind of runs from the high-speed rail station in the southwest part of the downtown city, uh, circling around the major downtown area, and then uh, terminates kind of more towards the Dakang Hills, um, as there's a lot more residential areas around that part of the city. Um, Taichung City is, again, it's a very big city. It has 2.6 million people. There's a lot of young people moving in, and it has just a lot, lot, lot of streets, and it seems like a lot of parts of the downtown weren't really um, planned out in zones. It more just kind of grew organically as Taichung boomed in the 70s with a lot of light industry. So away from the port by the coast and away from the downtown area of Taichung, moving inwards or inland into the hilly and mountain areas. You have the um, district of Fengyuan, which used to be its own city before being merged into uh, Taichung City, 
Well, you know what I mean. Rather, before Taizhong City took over the entire county. Feng Yuan District has its own temple that um, is famous for having this uh, historic night market right next to it. Um, and there's two Feng Yuan dishes that are uh, pretty popular across the island. There's this kind of fried pork bone noodle thing. Um, you don't really eat the bones. You eat the actual meat off the bones. And it has its own kind of unique texture. It's pretty good. And there's also this kind of fried chestnut fritter kind of thing. It's basically a little ball of fried dough with chestnuts inside. It's actually really, really good. Oh, and did I say that Taichung is famous for cakes too? It is. Um, downtown Taichung City has a lot of these old cake bakeries where they are famous for sun cakes, which are kind of this flaky pastry cake with some kind of um, sugar syrup in the middle, more like a paste rather than a syrup. And there's also some newfangled uh, bakeries and ice cream shops in these old buildings downtown. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Mihayara, which is an ice cream and bakery shop in downtown Taichung that is in this old optometrist's doctor's office from the Japanese era. Okay, <laughs> enough about food right now. Just up past Feng Yuan, you're going to cross over the Shigang Dam and over to Dongshi District, which was a former Hakka logging town that's at the uh, the entrance to the Dashreshan National Forest Recreation Area, yet another area of uh, logging started by the Japanese and continued by the KMT. Um, this is now, of course, repurposed for tourism, and there's a lot more emphasis on forestry. But uh, it is really remote, and it would take you about an hour and a half to drive from Dongshi District um, by the river all the way up to 2,000 meters to the uh, headquarters or the main part of the Dashreshan Forest Recreation Area. This is also the beginning part of the westernmost through trail of the Shreba National Park, which passes over, if you want to do the entire thing, would pass over at least six of the Bayue Mountains. And you can hike from this point really five, six days um, from this part of Taichung all the way over to Uling Farm, which we'll talk about in a minute. So Dongshi District is um, the last larger town um, up the river as we get into the deep mountainous parts of Taichung City. Heping District is the largest district and least populated district in all of Taichung City. And it spans from the edge, really the edge of Taichung City, all the way up to the mountainous border of Hualien and Ilan, meaning that this part of Taichung City gets closer to the east coast than the actual west coast part of Taichung City. It's that long. And Taichung City, maybe you hear my cat in the background, sorry about that. <laughs> Taichung City formerly had a road that spanned through Heping District. However, this has been closed for quite a long time. And even though they did finish rebuilding it, it's still closed to most travelers, only open to residents of Taichung's uh, Heping District and to government vehicles. Because the erosion and landslides from successive typhoons in this area were so severe that they can't necessarily guarantee that this road will last um, into the long future. But if you were to drive up the Route 8 before 
you uh, get to where the road ends, you would pass by Guguan, which is this old uh, hot springs and logging town as well. And uh, Guguan has some um, curious ice treats made by pine needles. But there's also some cute hot springs hotels and some uh, hikes from Guguan up to the Dashuishan Forest Recreation Area. So the road's closed from here on out, but then it reopens from the other side at the uh, Dechi Reservoir, which gets its fill from the highest mountains of Taiwan, including Snow Mountain and uh, Nanhu Mountain. Uh, the village of Lishan, or uh, as it would translate, Pear Mountain, uh, set in the highest part of Hoping District at about 2,200 meters, um, is the largest place you could stay this high up in the mountains, and it is the site of a lot of uh, former KMT soldier farms, uh, where they grow temperate crops like apples, Asian pears, peaches, and plums. Um, and at one point, the biggest farm called Fu Shoshan Farm in Lishan, you could actually fly there and land on the farm field from Taipei. I saw some photos of, uh, they may have been official politicians, but they may have been tourists doing that back in the 1950s and 60s. Um, so this was settled by KMT soldiers uh, to kind of, I guess, let them live more comfortably in such a hot place like Taiwan after they came over from China. But there's aboriginals in this area too. Notably, uh, about 20 minutes up the mountain road, there's the village of Huanshan, um, also called Skoya. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it is spelled S-Q-Y, excuse me, S-Q-O-Y-A-W. And that is one of the biggest aboriginal villages in the area. Uh, I mention this because this is where most people go if they want to visit Shepa National Park. Wuling Farm, uh, which is no longer a farm, it's part of the National Park, is where you would start your hike up Snow Mountain. And there's a lot of conservation in this area to save the Formosan landlocked salmon, one of the rarest fish in the world, at least by number, that only lives in some of the uh, tributaries of rivers this high in the, in the um, inner mountains of Taiwan. And with the road closed between Lishan and Guguan, the only way to get to this part of Taichung City is to either drive through Nanto County or Elon County. Of course, if you're coming from Taichung City downtown, you're going to come through Nanto County. Um, that's about all I'm going to mention from Taichung City and, of course, Heping District. I could list mountains, but I already have. There's Snow Mountain, there's Nanhu Mountain. There's a lot of other really high mountains in this area. Um, you're close nearby the border of Hehuan Mountain area. Back down into Taichung City itself, you have a bustling downtown with a lot of roads and boulevards. New MRT, you have the International Airport, you have the coast with the huge port, you have the um, satellite towns, now districts of Dongshi and uh, Dajia, which have their kind of their own character. And you have my friend Matt, who lives in Taichung, who will tell you straight up that Taichung is, of course, the best part of Taiwan. It's better than Taoyuan, better than tai Taipei, better than blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, this guy absolutely loves Taijong. Um, so that's about it for Taijong. In our next episode of the Dear Taiwan podcast, we will continue our map journey of Taiwan and talk about Zhanghua, Nantou, and Yunlin. Thank you very much for listening to the Dear Taiwan podcast and hope that you can tune in next time. Thank you.